0: What's up guys? Welcome to Accountabruity, the podcast and Twitter space where we sit back, crack a cold one, and hold each other accountable in our personal and professional lives. So this is of course for Drake and myself, but also for everyone that joins us here and listens to the podcast. So if you want to be held accountable, join us. But I want to introduce you to one of my friends who is the co-host of of this little show, his name is Drake. He owns and operates Curb Appeal and helps run a family hardware store. It's pretty dope. I've been there. Plus, he and I both witnessed one of our friends thinking that a worm was gonna bite him. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. You know,
1: did he really think it was gonna bite him? I, I kind of remember. I just remember like the only thing I really remember from the situation is him screaming like a little girl. Yes. And I was just really scared that he was going to knock the
0: kayak or knock the, the canoe over because we were all three. In it. So I had really things to be concerned about. Yeah, it was a very entertaining time. It was one of my <laughs> favorite memories of good old T Spalt. We were kayaking slash canoeing. I guess we were in a canoe trying to fish out of that, all three of us. And getting everything ready to roll, getting the worms out, putting them on the hook to go fishing. And yeah, he started screaming and thought that the worm was going to bite him.
1: You screwed up that trip too, though. If I recall correctly we were kind of banking on the trolling motor getting us around and little did we know the trolling motor wasn't really charged so we got like a quarter of the way into the trip going downstream and then realized that we weren't able to make it back upstream do you remember all that i do remember that a mile to a boat ramp and call your parents and have them come pick us up oh it was a nightmare
0: i do remember that i still don't know how to charge a trolling motor so there's that
1: (laughs) yeah well good good to know we're gonna (laughs) canoe with you again with that and with that plan (laughs) that's a good call (laughs) well anyways thank you for the introduction andrew um everyone andrew my awesome co-host he runs his own marketing agency called 12 and hosts a vlog series on his youtube channel um and honestly we had plans of marrying twins but he screwed that up about a year ago so thanks thanks andrew now I'm just sitting here single, and you're off living the married life. That is true,
0: and I always thought it would be wonderful to marry twins, even if it was sisters. I still thought that would be pretty dope. But, I mean, I was waiting, bro. I was waiting, and eventually time was passing by. I couldn't wait any longer, so I had to pull the trigger.
1: Well, well thanks for keeping me in the loop.
0: <laughs> anytime, my dude, anytime. <laughs> All right, well, so part of this is diving into a beer that we enjoy throughout this episode and then we review it give our thoughts at the end so drake what are you drinking today
1: so i'm starting to learn i don't know as we've done this i'm, I'm experimenting experimenting with new beers and learning all sorts of new things about these awesome breweries but i'm starting to also learn i think like beers have two names like last week's beer was like a double namer this week's has two names so i'm drinking a market garden brewery frosty And it's Tangerine tangerine Lime Wit. So it is from Market Garden Brewery, um, which a little background on it. It's out of Cleveland, Ohio, so kind of local to us, not too far away. Um, Founded in 2011 by four friends. So I'm starting to learn that a lot of these breweries either start out of like relationships, either um, a couple or siblings or friends. That seems to be kind of how most breweries kind of get started, which is really cool. Um, you and I, especially being an entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, wanting to own a business together. Really cool. Um, but yeah, they, they own three bars before they decided to uh, go into brewing um, and started Market Garden Brewing in 2011. And in 2016, they uh, opened up a 35,000 square foot brewing facility in Cleveland uh, where they now distribute beer all over the state. So
0: pretty cool. Um, I'm going to crack it open and give it a taste. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Actually, could you hit me with that name again? It's pretty fancy and it sounded good. So it is
1: the Market Garden Brewery beer. It is, I think the beer's name is just Frosty. But underneath it, it says Tangerine Lime Wit. So that's kind of why I grabbed it. Um, I know I tried an IPA two weeks ago on an episode, and I liked it. And I don't usually like IPAs. So I'm like, got a second IPA last week because I'm like, okay, let's roll with it. I kind of liked it. Maybe, uh, maybe I do like IPAs. And last week's beer was nasty. So I'm staying <laughs> away from IPAs this week, trying something new that I really haven't really even tried any, probably anything like this before. So uh, that's kind of why I went with it. And I love tangerines and limes. I've actually ate a whole lime before. So right up my alley. That
0: yeah, sounds delicious. I'm excited to hear your review at the end of this little session. Ooh, ooh, that's dangerously good. Sweet! Oh, I'm excited to hear it. Maybe I'll have to grab one of those too.
1: Yeah. So, uh, tell me, what do you what do you have tonight?
0: So, I have been drinking this kind of beer on a regular basis. So, I figured, may as well just dive in, do a little research, get to learn about it a little bit more. It's not anything local, which I prefer to go local. So, I'm definitely going to be doing that more regularly. But this is the Lion Kugel's Summer Shandy. And they have a variety of different shandies. I like shandies because they're light. They're easy to drink. That's much more of my vibe. But Leinenkugel, it is a German word. So the family that founded this brewery, they came all the way over from Germany, ended up landing in Wisconsin, and founded this brewery in Chippewa Falls in 1864. So this brewery has been around the block. It is really neat because it's a sixth generation family business. So... The family members, the line and Kugels that actually founded it, their family line still owns it and operates the company. So that's super neat to see generational companies because there's some crazy stat out there that one, small businesses in general don't last more than two generations and even. In particular, it's tough to stay open longer than five years for a small business, but to hit that sixth generation, that's almost unheard of. So that's, that's pretty sweet. I love that vibe too from the entrepreneurship side of things. But when they started, it was literally just one dude, got everything started, eventually brought his wife in, but it was this dude brewing the beer and he brought on another guy just to drive around a buggy and sell it to different places. So that tells you how old this brewery really is. But yeah, it's a pretty cool beer. I like all of their different shandies. So I wanted to learn a little bit more and that is what I'm drinking today.
1: That is so cool. And like I mentioned before, and this isn't scripted. I mean, every, like almost every beer that I've researched doing this and like you sharing tonight, it really does seem to be through friendship or relationships that most of these companies, especially the successful ones and the small ones, I guess they're all successful, but uh, it tends to see, to be that family and friends just work great together when it comes to beer. It's it's really cool to see. I'm loving learning that. Yeah, man. It's a good vibe. Maybe we should start a
0: beer company at some point. You, you,
1: you know as well as I, I mean, that's not super common across industries. A lot of the times when you talk to entrepreneurs, they kind of warn you. They say, don't really start a business with your friend, um, kind of go into it on your own, um, and then this
0: just doesn't seem to be the case with beer. So really interesting, really cool to see. Yeah. No, I love that too. I love that vibe. Actually, I started Twilful with my brother, so hopefully we can continue on and maybe become a sixth generation marketing company.
1: And that's wild, yeah, because you like you said, most businesses don't even last two generations, but let alone to be that many generations and still be in the family, absolutely crazy. But I have had that beer. I know of the brand. I mean- I mean, they're one of the biggest names in beer,
0: I feel, at least craft beer like that. So really cool. Yeah, pretty strong stuff. But now we've talked about the beers. Let's get to the accountability portion. Last week, what were you supposed to accomplish, Drake?
1: So I was supposed to start to get the shell together for a new venture that I've been starting. And I would say I've done that. Um, And on top of that, I was supposed to, there's a side project I've been putting off and unfortunately i did have to put it off again um i didn't want to but just things came up and just could not find the time to do it but uh i hopefully get to that next week um it's it's still it's still on my list so uh but uh as far as the new venture goes is getting the shell set up um yeah it's pretty cool i'll tell you a little bit about it i my brother and i so me starting business with my brother much like you have um we're gonna start a little facebook live shopping channel um hopefully turn it more to a, more into an e-commerce business as well, but we're going to kind of focus on the Facebook live shopping side of things to get it started. Um, it's going to be called Gear Factor, um, and we're going to sell all sorts of outdoor gear that, uh, that we find really unique and cool. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. I'll definitely be talking
0: more about it, but got that set up. Nice, man. Yeah, that sounds super exciting. I know you talked to me a little bit about it a couple episodes ago, so I'm excited to see you kind of develop it, work it out, and to hear – what it's like working with your brother. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah, so far it's been awesome. Um, We've been really engaged and really on top of things. So, so far so good, but we're still at the very beginning. So, yeah, I'll keep you posted
0: on that as well. Um, What about you? What what were you supposed to get done last week? So my last week, I wanted to complete 75% of the full onboarding processes. This kind of carried over from the previous week as well, simply because this project Turned into something super huge that I was not expecting, but it helped me iron out and identify all of the different processes that we need to have when we're onboarding a new client for my marketing agency. That list got huge, so it, again, turned into a big project. But thankfully, I accomplished it this week. I knocked out actually about 82% of all of the different processes that we have for onboarding. So I am getting close to getting that 100% ticked off, but that big chunk is now done and I'm feeling good. I also had the goal of sewing two Happy Pocket t-shirts, and that's another side project I'm working on. I just create these like basic colored t-shirts, and then I design a cool, unique pocket in the shape of Ohio, and I sew them on, and there we go. It's called Happy Pocket. I did not get that done. However, it's on my calendar to do right after this episode, so I'm driving over to my parents' house to have a legit sewing machine, and I'm going to sew those two pockets on, so I'm on target. I'm feeling good.
1: Hey, I'll count it, man, and for that, I'll give you a round of applause. Good work. Um, good stuff this week. Me, not so much. You can give me a big old boo for not getting my sidekick <laughs> done because it's weighing on me, and I really need to. It's for a family friend, and um, I'm not trying to put it off, but it's just it's a heck of a project, and it's hard to squeeze it in on top of everything else going on, but you got to find time.
0: Yep. That so. is how it works out. you got to figure it out. you got to make time, put it on the schedule, whatever gets you motivated to make it happen. But... So what is upcoming for you this week? What are some of the things you want to get done? And before I let you do that, one of my friends, Ivan, he joined us here too. So if you want to join in and be held accountable, my guy, let us know.
1: Tell us something you need to get done. Tell us something you need to get done. I'll tell you what I need to get done this week. So uh, that side job I was just mentioning, definitely still need to get that done. Hopefully I can find time in the evenings next week. It's still going to be really difficult, so I can't guarantee that one, but I'm going to try super hard to find time one evening if I can get off work early enough. And um, the other thing is, is I want to start getting a marketing campaign put together for my uh, my main company, Curb Appeal. Um, We get slow in the wintertime, so I really need to have some sort of marketing plan in place to uh, secure some interior painting jobs and some other interior jobs that kind of keep us busy and keep us Keep us out there and active through the winter and keep our employees as busy well because if we can't keep them busy, we're not going to keep employees around and we're not going to be able to grow like we want to. So uh, I need to start getting that campaign together so that uh, I can launch it here in the next month, month and a half. So that's a big goal. I at least want to get an outline written up for it and get a general idea of what I want to do.
0: Nice. Yeah, it sounds like a perfect large chunk type of task to get knocked out for next week and we'll set
1: you up too. So that's good. The marketing campaign, definitely I'll get to. The other one, I'm not guaranteeing. But like I said, it's just going to be a brief overview, start generating ideas for it. Uh, I'm not going to get too too much
0: done with it, but uh, at least start start the ideation process and get some stuff on paper. That's good because usually it is difficult to just get started. Sometimes that's the most difficult part to push that rock up the hill just to get it rolling. So good for you. Well, what, right. uh, what about you? What do you need to get done? Yes. Or what about Ivan? What does Ivan need to get done? Yeah, I invited Ivan to speak. So if he wants to jump in, and talk about some tasks that he's trying to get knocked out for the next week. Let us know, my guy. But for me, my next week's tasks include sewing two more Happy Pocket t-shirts. So I'm knocking out the two tonight, but then I also want to knock out two more over this coming week. And then I have a little bit of building to do. So we have our own office space for full for our marketing agency. And there's this weird two sections of wall that kind of are inset. And I want to build some shelves for those. So I'm actually going to like build shelving to make it look kind of like the shelving was already built in there because they're just a unique, weird measurement size. So I'm going to build custom shelves. Feeling pretty strong about that because I already got the plan, so I just want to get them built and hang them up. I also want to build benches for Delaware Rising. We have all of the wood and I just need to get a little plan together to build them and bring them to our field. So a lot of building in the upcoming week. That's the goal.
1: Yeah, I got a, I got a few questions for you based on all that. First yeah.
0: one is: How long does it take you to sew on these pockets? Is it pretty time-consuming process? Uh, it kind of depends. I gotta pick the shirt, then I gotta pick the pocket square. Thankfully, the fabric that I've been using is just a variety of different colors and things like that. I have that all selected, and I have the pockets actually created in the shape of Ohio. They're like it's a unique process of how I have to put like two sheets in between, iron them, and then sew them, and then sew them onto the shirt. So usually this take a while. However, I have a nice inventory of the pockets already ready to go. So now I just have to sew them actually onto the shirt. Okay, not too bad.
1: Um, second question: You got all the tools you need? I got a lot of tools. If you need any tools?
0: You know, you gotta let me know. So I made an adulting purchase. Uh, I have a buddy who has this connection to a tool guy who's going out of business. So I just went. (laughs) Why why
1: didn't you let me know?
0: I should have. I went to this guy's house, and he was just like getting rid of all these fancy tools. I'm not like a super. Oh, that's my dream. (laughs) And they were Milwaukee, which I love Milwaukee. That's like the oh, that's even stop, dude. You're rubbing it in at this point. So I just bought a ton. It's been like six hundred bucks totally unnecessary i don't need that many fancy hardcore tools but now i have them so i figured well i might as well start building stuff
1: that's awesome okay that's cool final question in regards (laughs) to what you want to get done in the next week is so you're gonna build a bench out of wood i i assume um you you transport this right like you don't have like do you have a home field that you will be able to leave it at or is this something you're gonna have to like
0: like put in a trailer and truck with you places (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a unique experience because it's just essentially a local park. We have a connection with them, so they are allowing us to essentially use that as our home field and get a little bit custom. Like, we paint the lines the size that we want, so we're going to be able to leave the benches there. We'll see. If someone's trying to steal them, I mean, it is what it is, but that's the plan. We're just going to leave them there and cross our fingers.
1: Cool. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad that you got all those tools and you're going to do some building this week. I do a lot of that in my life, so have some fun with it. Take some pride in your work.
0: Thanks, man. Well, I'll have to have you come
1: over and check out my cool tool collection at some point. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Maybe I'll buy them off of you because <laughs> you didn't tell me about this freaking guy selling all his Milwaukee tools. Not bad. I'll hit you up next time. <laughs> oh, well, it sounds like we both have some awesome goals this week. Hopefully, we can both meet them. And if not, we can give each other some crap because that's what this is for. Heck, yes. What's next, Andrew? You uh, you got a piece of advice for
0: everybody? I do. I do. So the piece of advice that we're going to dive into in this episode is it's something that will help you in general achieve your goals, find a way to track things no matter what they are, as long as they relate to your goals. So If you're trying to get something accomplished, figure out a way to quantify it in some manner and then track it so that you can make sure you're making steps to achieve your goal. And that's been huge in the last five years in terms of technology, because every piece of technological technology now tracks stuff. So think of your Apple watches, any type of smartwatch tracks your steps. You can track any type of exercise or fitness that you've been doing. So that of course helps you and motivates you to reach those goals. It's the same with business or any type of non-fitness thing as well. Fitness has definitely taken over the tracking space, but when it comes to any goal, start figuring out ways to track it. That's going to be more beneficial in terms of helping you reach those goals. Now, for me, I use a platform called Rome Research. It's more of like a hardcore software. It kind of acts as a second brain type of technology, and that stuff's going to be coming in the future too. So if you are interested in taking notes and using a second brain to gather your information. Hit me up about that. I'm a nerd. I love taking notes. So that's a great way to do it. But that's where I track all of the different things that I'm doing in terms of the books that I'm trying to read on a regular basis. I also track the notes that I'm taking on those books so that I can reference those notes back, but then also see the amount of notes that I'm taking, the amounts of books that I'm reading over a percentage of time. So that's just an example of a way to go about doing that. But yes, tracking your goals is very helpful. That's my advice.
1: That's cool. I need to do a better job of that. I'm at least good, which a lot of people, if you're not, maybe you're a step before that and you just need to be setting goals because setting goals is super important as well. But I've set my goals, but yeah, I don't do a great job of tracking them. I keep them in mind and I constantly know where I stand with them. But uh, yeah, tracking them on paper and doing a better job of monitoring them would definitely help with success and accountability. So appreciate that piece of advice. I'll try to work on that, try to start uh quantifying that a little bit more um yeah. but on top of that so i'll give you a little piece of advice that i that i'll say this week um is to leverage your network to create growth and expand your skills so uh um if you have a decent sized network great definitely utilize them in data and stuff um if you if you're starting to go down a path where you don't, aren't very informed on something but you know someone who is don't hesitate to reach out to them and ask them for help um Especially, like, I mean, if you could find a mentor in your network, that would be absolutely fantastic. Mentors go a long way. Um, I've had some in the past. Unfortunately, I don't have a great mentor right now. but could definitely use one. But uh, I've I've used my network so many times to help me with so many different things. And it's just so important to, like, surround yourself with those people, make those connections, and actually use them. Um, Especially when it comes to someone's specific skill set. Because most of the time, people are pretty happy and are excited to, like, share skills that they've developed. So asking someone that you know to help you with a skill that they have that you are not so keen in, um, I think most of the time it's going to be a great experience for both people. So definitely do that as much as you're able to. And uh, if you don't have a huge network, go out there and work on growing it because there's so many great opportunities to grow a network and meet people um, to help you. And
0: you just you just got to go out there and find them. Great advice because networks are continually growing and expanding. Hopefully they are for you if you're doing it right. Just meeting new people, just making new acquaintances. So Ivan, for example, he was actually at the conference that I was at this whole last week that I had referenced in the last episode. We're all camping together. He lives full-time out of his teardrop camper, and it is the coolest thing. And I want to learn how to do that. So Ivan was just chatting with me about some of the different things that he does when he's on the road, how to be the most effective in terms of planning campsites and travel and all that. So it's super unique. So just that little connection of us both having the same type of camper, having that conversation, and then, wow, he's doing this cool thing. I'm going to learn and gain some information from him on that point. So yeah, that's that's a great thing. So, and Ivan, if you uh do want to jump in and share some of that wisdom at any point in time, feel free.
2: So actually, really sorry about that. I had some connectivity issues. Nice, dude. How you doing, man? Good, good, good to hear you guys. Good to hear the uh, Account of Brewery podcast live. I love this.
0: Good, I just man. found
2: out about this feature on Twitter today.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, thanks for still, joining us. It's still kind of fresh, which is fun to use. So Drake and I are still trying to figure it out ourselves. But yeah, I think this is our fourth episode that we've been knocking out, and yeah, it's just a fun space yeah. where we hang out and record our little podcast live and try to hold each other accountable while drinking a good beer. Yeah, that's really
2: cool. Love it. Unfortunately, I don't have a beer with me right now, but I did just, I am in Bourbon County, so you know I'm getting a flight of whiskey uh, Can't beat that. in front of me. Hey, that's, yeah, that's uh, as far enough. as, <laughs> what was that, Drake? I said,
1: that's, sorry, that's close enough. You know, bourbon, whiskey, yeah. beer, all, all all in the same family.
2: Uh, as far as the accountability, we got to put in. So when we were at the, the meetup event, uh, the rally, we got a set of sidesteps and a fender light. So we did some work on the trailer already on the road, but that's kind of on our radar um, that we need to be accountable for in the next week. And the other thing I'd love to, to tackle is um, we stay at a lot of national parks and availability is very tricky. Um, but the API that rec.gov uses is open and pretty easy to use so i do want to build something that kind of checks campsite availability for us and kind of notifies us when things become available so there's a few people that have done something similar so either reuse something somebody's done or build something from scratch but i need to uh get on that because summer is hot and
0: national parks are hot this year so as you can imagine oh absolutely dude those are two nice things to accomplish especially add yeah, the little tweaks to the camper and some mods but then that sounds like a pretty hefty project of tapping into that api to kind of build something that that checks that but oh that would be sick to have
1: that is actually so cool ivan will get along great with uh, i have a great friend of mine who's actually building out a camper right now plans on going on the road for the next year or two and He's kind of doing that. He's sending me videos today of him putting up framing in his camper, trying to get it road road ready. And uh, he doesn't quite have the skill set to do it with the API and uh, get notified when when sites are open. But uh, he would absolutely love something like that. And I mean, he probably you probably run into him at
0: a at a campsite at some point. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, Ivan, we'll help hold you accountable. So if we see you back here next week, we'll ask you if you are able to accomplish one of those. First, I'm going to guess you can probably make those mods pretty quickly, at least definitely within the next week. I'm sure the API thing takes a little bit more effort, but yeah, I'd love to hear maybe some of the progress you made on that front. So good luck, my guy. Thanks for sharing. But Drake, I actually have an area of need that is related to what you were talking about. So if you don't mind, I will share that with you. I have a very large network of people. And I interact with a lot of different types of individuals when I'm working in business, when I'm working on fun projects, when I'm just hanging out. And over time, some of those connections start working on projects with me. That's honestly how I end up engaging with a lot of different projects and different things in the community because I meet so many cool people and they talk about cool things and then I want to do those cool things too. So how do you, Drake specifically for you or for any listener in the audience, how do you motivate people in your life? What different strategies do you use to motivate people? Because you interact with a variety of different individuals and. Each person is going to take a different type of motivational strategy. So for me, I'm much more motivated, as you can see, by quantifying my goals, seeing the progress that I'm making. So all of that is beneficial to motivate me. But for example, my wife is not necessarily motivated by having that progress report, those statistics like myself. She's much more intrinsic in terms of having those connections and just doing that for other people. So I would love to hear other strategies that people use to motivate individuals. That's my area of need this week.
1: Yeah. Other than accountability for us, I, there's not a whole lot of, I mean, I probably need to do a better job of trying to motivate other individuals. I could definitely use that advice, but I don't try to do enough of that. So, uh, yeah, I could, I could use that advice as advice as well. I'd love to hear some, some feedback on that. Um, but to, to go off that, what I could use is, um, I've been telling people about this new idea of mine, um, with, with Facebook live shops. Um, and, uh, most of the questions I've got back are people have, are weary of it. They're like, good luck with shipping. How, how is shipping going to go? Um, so I'm just starting to dive into it. It's something I want to do this week and research, but, uh, I would love to hear some advice on how any e-commerce owners or e-commerce shop owners out there deal with shipping. Um, What are their best methods? How do they save money doing it? Um, And just, yeah, how they go about that. Because something I'm going to start looking into, but uh, if I could get some advice on that, that would be awesome. Because people who I tell this idea to seem to be pretty concerned about it. So it's starting to concern me.
0: Yes, shipping is always fun. I am just now dabbling in the product world, where I actually have a physical product that I market, sell, and then ship. One little piece of advice that has been helpful for us in terms of shipping is called pirate ship. Awesome brand. If you just want to look it up for the branding, that's cool. But it's a platform that you can use to purchase your shipping labels. And it's super easy, super straightforward, makes the shipping process easy, especially if you're shipping a variety of different things at different weights, but in high frequency. So that is a nice little platform that we use for happy pocket, but also for delaware rising and we just made a massive shipment of delaware rising jerseys all across the country and that really saved us tons of time and money too because it makes it pretty affordable
1: yeah well i actually appreciate that's exactly the type of advice i'm looking for so i am definitely
0: going to look into that can you tell me that name one more time i'm gonna drop that down yep pirate space ship again if you are not even looking for a shipping software anyone in the audience? But if you want to see some awesome branding and how that branding and marketing carries over to every element of their marketing and of their brand overall, check them out. I love their branding.
1: Well, I know I'll definitely be doing
0: that. So thank you for that piece of advice, Andrew. Of course, my guy. Happy to help. But then I know there are a ton of other awesome business individuals out there that do different shipping elements. So please hit us up, whether it's here or whether it's on Twitter or if you reach out after the podcast goes live.
2: Definitely. I've used Pirate Ship for at least the last two years of eBay and they have the best rates. Cubic uh, Priority Mail tends to be the best for anything over 13 ounces. So that means even if you have a box, you shove that box in an envelope and all of a sudden it's cheaper than just shipping a box. So, and they have all those little tips on their site as well. So they do a really good job of breaking down how USPS prices everything, but they are USPS exclusive. So there's only a few exceptions where they don't work. Like I had to ship bicycle wheels once and there's like a website that I found that got me good rates on that. But besides that, uh, they kind of work for everything else. So I second that pirate ship is awesome.
0: Nice, man.
1: Thank you so much, man! All sorts of good advice coming in. So, Pirate Ship, and then I will also just look in um, for reference to Cubic Priority. I'll definitely take a look at that.
0: So, thank you very much there. Yeah, nice. Glad that Pirate Ship is working for other people too. Yeah, it's such a nice little site. Can't beat it.
1: Cool. Well, uh, Andrew, outside of that, I've I've already got some great feedback on my advice. Hopefully, you get some back on yours. Um, but uh, anything interesting happening in the realm of business in your world? Anything cool, exciting happened this week?
0: Yeah, actually, I've been diving a little bit more into business ideas that I want to work on, which is a dangerous thing because I always think of these cool ideas and I want to do it. And then if I get excited enough, I maybe start looking into it. That gets me more excited, but I already have enough projects to work on. So this week has been a lot of ideation, which is very dangerous. However, one of the ideas that I've always kind of had but never know how to execute is a software to help manage my personal connections so businesses have crms customer relationship management software and it's great for helping them manage the variety of customers that they have to interact with on a daily basis however there's not a good solution for your personal network now i'm a networking nerd and i would love a way to organize all my personal connections so i can make sure that i'm reaching out to them on a regular basis so that i'm checking in we can have normal conversations see where they're going, because sure, I can follow them on Instagram or Twitter, but everything gets lost in the algorithm that all these different social platforms have. So I can't stay up to date as much as I would like to. So I would always have loved to see a cool personal CRM. I've actually, (laughs) I was looking up one, just a quick little story about this. This was maybe three or four years ago, and I ended up in some forum on Reddit. I reached out to this dude that says he was working on something. It was called Rise. It was this app that he was developing. And I was like, yo, can I help you do this? And he was like, yes, hit me up. We had a variety of conversations over a year and kind of worked on developing it. And it did turn into an app. I don't think it's live anymore, unfortunately. But it was a cool concept. And there needs to be something like that out there. So that is the concept. If anyone wants to take it and run with it, I will help offer insight. But again, I'm not like a software guy. I need to stop coming up with software ideas. (laughs)
1: See, you've been coming up with software idea after software idea every week. So that's what like prompted me. I was thinking um, this past week of some cool software ideas that uh, would would be awesome to bring to market and in the realm of work that I do. Um, something crossed my mind. I've, I've kind of crossed my mind in the past as well, but uh, I would love an application for rating clients. So you have all these software out there. You have the BBB. You have Angie's List. You have all these big um, software companies that. Are all based upon like rating contractors, leaving reviews about contractors, and contractors that have profiles on. Um, but what about the other side of things? Like being a contractor now, working for so many people over the last three, four years, um, I've learned that there's great, great clients and terrible clients. Some, some terrible clients that I will most definitely never work with again, um, just because they're so difficult to work with. So, um, and then on the vice, on the, on the. The other side of things, I've I've had clients that are so great. They cook me lunch in the middle of the day. Um, I've had clients had smoothies ready for me when I show up in the morning. So uh, on that side, I would love to leave good reviews for them. So uh, it would be cool if I could go to a site when I'm bidding a project, um, getting ready to send out an estimate, and I could kind of get a feel for the client or see a review on them to see how easy they will be to work with. Or if I'm going to have a really hard time and maybe I need to bump up my price a little bit, for the troubles I'm going to have dealing with that client. So uh, I think it would be really cool to have a platform out there for, for rating individuals. Um, I, don't, I don't know how you'd structure it. Maybe just homeowners or, or there's so many different ways. But I would just love to be able to go on a platform, search somebody, and make sure that they're going to be okay
0: to work with before I work with them. Yeah, that's a good call. Upwork is kind of a marketing graphic design task finding systems so actually when i got started with freelancing and doing some marketing in and after college i used upwork to find some clients and they have it set up where the client reviews you but then you also review the client so it's more so just specifically for the marketing world but if there was a way to have that for like service-based businesses more kind of in your industry yeah that would be super cool i think that'd be really helpful
1: yeah. or that can be integrated that's actually pretty cool that you bring up that example so it could just be integrated into so many different review sites or so many different platforms where if you want to make comments or leave a review for somebody or rate somebody on a platform um, that you as the reviewer or the rater also can be reviewed and rated by companies or other consumers or other customers so maybe maybe they need to be held held more accountable with their reviews and their their yeah their comments on someone else's business. Um, if you could integrate that into probably so, so many different platforms, it might be difficult. I don't really know how that would work, but uh, hold people more accountable,
0: keep trolls out, and also just keep spam and bots out maybe. Yep. I do think long-term we'll end up seeing something like this maybe in the next 20 years with blockchain emerging and everyone's digital presence becoming more legitimized those reviews will probably stick with those people long-term as well as any of the other information you're sharing online. So that could be something that is hopefully coming down the pipeline. We'll have to see, but Drake on a personal standpoint, how you doing my guy? Just checking in.
1: I'm doing fantastic. Another great week. Last week I was catching up on a lot of work this week. I finished a big project, moving on to my first commercial project next week, which is really exciting. Awesome. Um, making progress on the new business with my brother, which is pretty exciting. Um, not much downtime i've been doing a lot of work around my house getting things cleaned up some yard work doing that that type of those type of things but uh all's good just just cruising through life right now living living well chatting with you always i get to chat with you every week like i always say what could be
0: better that's right man this is
1: i actually really enjoy this this is fantastic
0: yeah no me too this is my downtime is where i get to hang out relax a little bit and hold myself and you and others accountable but then yeah chill relax talk about some fun business things i always appreciate it
1: yeah and actually even on more i know i'm going on like a little trip this weekend i'm going up to uh to ashabula um i have a family friend who has a place up on lake erie so i'm gonna go go up there with another small group of friends and we're just gonna hang out maybe do a little bit of fishing go to a winery and just just have a nice relaxing weekend so i that's much needed for me right now and i'm super excited
0: Dude. Good for you. I'm glad to hear it. Enjoy it. What about you? You your life going well? You got anything exciting going on? Life is good. I still don't have any children to speak of, so we're going strong on that point. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, life is chill. It's been much more of a productive week and it's looking like it's gonna be a productive weekend as well. I'm actually filming a wedding on Saturday. So it's just one of the other random projects that I do. I'm a wedding videographer, but it's actually somebody that I know. So it'll be fun to be there for their wedding, be able to help capture it. And they actually are the first one to take advantage of a new offering that I just created. It's a testimonial booth. So people can come up and speak and record a little testimonial for the bride and groom, all of the people that are in attendance. So that'll be nice kind of figure that out and work that in. So yeah, life is good. New things happening, figuring out stuff, and last week again, super productive. Finally got the seventy five percent mark of those onboarding processes done. So I'm in a happy place.
1: That is so cool. And I, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode when I introduced Andrew, who runs a vlog series, um, I don't get on YouTube almost ever to watch vlogs. I don't. I don't really follow anybody. Every once in a while, I'll catch one of so yours. I caught yours last week of you at the new camper. Um, I don't know what to call a convention or whatever you at, it looked awesome. It looked like you were having a great time. Um, looked like you were really fitting in there. It looked like your type of crowd. So I was happy to see that
0: put a smile on my face. Thanks man. Yeah. It was such a blast. Oh my gosh. yeah, New camp, such a great company. It was so fun. That's where I got to meet Ivan. So can't beat that. But now talking about beer, how has yours been? Hit me with the review.
1: Honestly, fantastic for this, not being a type of beer I've really ever tried before. Um, like, I want to say, like, it's a little bit more fruity, like, tastes a little bit carbonated, but, uh, I really like it, like, it doesn't really taste like any beer I've had, it doesn't really taste like a beer, and that's that tangerine lime that I'm tasting, for sure, but, uh, as far as a one, one to five rating, I mean, uh, probably a four, I, I almost want to say four and a half, it's that good, but, I mean, four and a half, five is, like, Super good, but I say this is definitely a solid four, if not better. Um, I'm definitely going to drink this again. I'll probably pick up a six pack of this at some point and uh, keep in the fridge because I really like this. Might be my favorite beer I've had
0: on here yet. Nice man. Yeah, it sounds delicious, and especially that you gave it this high of a rating. I'm going to certainly have to check that out. I'm excited to yeah, give sure. it a go.
1: Yeah, very unique. So, so definitely highly recommend the Market Garden Brewery Frosty, the Tangerine Lime Wit. But uh, so how about you, though? Um, you're drinking a classic, so I- I'm hoping for something high.
0: Yes, I kind of cheated a little bit simply because this is one of my go-to beers that I've had before. I just wanted to learn a little bit more about it. And not gonna lie, it was one of the only beers in my fridge. So a little bit by default, but it was a nice to learn on the history. So this is the Lion Kugel's Summer Shandy. It's the one that kind of has that lemonade vibe with it. It's a classic Yeah, like I said, it's one of my go-tos, so I'm definitely giving this a 4.5, especially in summer, hotter weather. This is the perfect chilled beer to relax out on a beach or a pool. It's nice and cold, light, easy to drink. It's definitely a good one. So yeah, if you ever are in need of a light beer in the hot months, this is an absolute must. 4.5.
1: Damn, 4.5. Might have to take it up to the lake with me. I haven't had one for a while. You're making me thirsty thinking about it.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff, dude. You can't beat it.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad we both had some good beers this week because it seems like it's either hit or miss every week. One of us likes it, one of us doesn't. But uh, both great beers this week. Good to hear. Andrew, it's been a pleasure. And everyone, there you have it. Thanks for joining us on Account of Brewity. Hopefully this helps you stay more accountable. Uh, more accountable. That's that beer getting to me, man. Chugging beer in this show can, can get to your head. Um, hopefully this helps you stay more accountable in your personal and professional lives. Join our Account of Brewity society on cappuccino um to help your accountability to the next level. That's where you can stay in touch with us and other accountability nerds to ensure you're hitting your goals. If you're interested, you'll be able to find the invite link in the latest accountability Twitter thread and in the podcast show notes. We'll see you there. Thanks everyone.